Hi guys, it's Jackie Hurley here from RTE Sport in Ireland. I love listening to pro sports podcasters and hopefully you do too. Subscribe wherever you get your links. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm your host, Justin Williams, but you know, I'm never alone because I have abandonment issues, and because my friend Nee is here, I will no longer have to tell my therapist about my daddy issues. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man with the accent, who's so funny, who's one of my good friends, my colleagues, somebody who I actually enjoy spending time with, which is very rare, especially during a pandemic. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Nee Wallace-Bruce. Nee, how you doing? Hey, good day, good day, Justin. I'm not too bad, not too bad. It's a pleasure to have you on, and we're going to talk about something really interesting today, something that uh, takes me back to my childhood. Mr. Newell's Bruce, on the line today, we have Miss Jordan Jane Hart, who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is a 15-time national title holder from the UK, and she's the best person alive because she rescues puppies in her spare time. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the champion, Jordan Jane Hart. Jordan, how you doing? Very good, thank you, and... Please, can I employ you to uh, introduce me in all things in the future? Because that was a very nice introduction. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I will follow you around everywhere you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could be the hype men that walk out when you go out to uh, the court. To play. Yes, please. I'd love that. I probably we'll would just, win a little bit more. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just wear suits. We won't say anything. Or we'll just hype you up. Just stare into your opponent's eyes. Exactly. Yeah, we'll psych them something. out. Wearing sunglasses. We've done that before. We have. I'm excited. We're, we're not allowed at most venues anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, Miss Jordan, I have to ask, how did you get into badminton out of all sports? Yeah, so I guess um, I curse my parents every single day for <laughs> not <laughs> handing me a tennis racket or a golf club. But here we are with my badminton racket. Basically, my dad wanted me to do any sport and every sport there is out there. Um, so he f completely flung me into a, a badminton class one day. And here we are today. I'm pro sports podcasters. Yes, Beautiful. exactly. We love that. Mm. Tell us about the first tournament you won. So I guess as a junior, I was quite a successful junior. So I quite quickly was winning a lot of national tournaments like like you said in the intro um, became national champion at like age 11 so I remember those type of things quite vividly and I think also became British champion when I when I was younger the first senior international tournament that I won was over in Jamaica mm -hmm. quite a cool place to win my first tournament yep. and um, so I have a very fond place for Jamaica in my heart so yeah, that was the first, and that was in 2019, just before this crazy COVID stuff all happened. And yeah, it was amazing, an amazing experience, an amazing country, amazing people that were there watching in the stadium. So yeah, I love Jamaica. 
Yeah, Jamaica seems like a fun place. I would personally need to bring too much and too many pieces of clothing and or sunscreen to save myself from getting all types of skin cancer and sunburning. I don't know if you tan well or not, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I, I do tan quite okay, but I was not ready for the the heat. Being from the UK, mm. when I was playing in the heat of Jamaica, that was a definitely a new experience. But yeah, it, it was cool. And you persevered. Look at you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, good. No, it's good. It's, I love Jamaica. Now, at this point, now you're established. You're like, I won my first tournament. Hurrah. I'm assuming there was interviews and people were like, blimey, who do you look up to? Is there somebody in the in the badminton world specifically that you that you look up to? So I would say that starting out as a junior, I didn't start badminton because I liked badminton. Like, for example, obviously, if you're a young boy or girl and you start like football or soccer as, as you guys would call it like I don't know you want to be the next Ronaldo or the next Messi but for me I just started just by pure luck so my sporting heroes actually were from different sports like boxing because my dad was huge into boxing so like Joe Calzaghe those type of people and also rugby is a huge sport in Wales where I'm from so a lot of rugby players now I do have a favorite badminton player so that would be like Carolina Marin from Spain she's world olympic champion she's unreal but yeah initially as a as just a a young girl who loved sport it was more boxing rugby those type of sporting heroes I would say Rugby is so interesting for me because I've never really been a rugby kind of gentleman until pro sports podcasters came into my life and we had our own affiliation of it. Now I have a lot of respect for rugby players and, and boxing fighters. Yeah, I mean, good on you for having that kind of uh, motivation to also take from a different sport and being like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah, I think so. I think also I'm quite like a, we would say like a grafter. So somebody that works like really hard. So those type of sports really resonate with me because I, for me, in my opinion, those are type of sports that are a little bit, you know, probably not so prim and proper, uh, a little bit more like gritty. Um, and you have to graft to, to do well in those sports. It's not like a, a really attractive sport. So I think because of my mentality, those sports kind of stuck out in my brain a little bit as as and I looked at those sports as something that I could yeah take influence from I think I mean yeah find inspiration wherever you can now I am very curious because first off you are a national champion you've 15 times 15 times double digits but you hail from Wales but now you represent Poland they're not exactly down the road they're not exactly neighbors so tell us a little bit about that yeah, so that's all kind of a bit of a strange story. Like you say, I'm from Wales, um, from the UK, and basically around COVID times, my coach was offered the job as Polish national coach, and I then therefore had to move to Poland. So in the middle of the pandemic, I <laughs> packed a few, well, I was going to say one suitcase, but it definitely wasn't one suitcase. There was multiple and headed off to Warsaw, Poland. And to be able to live there because we, and we won't hit politics, but you know, the UK is not so friendly with the rest of Europe anymore. And uh. um, yeah, I had to kind of prove why I was there. Um, what I was doing and yeah for that to be an easier process I then changed my flag to a Polish flag so right now when I go to tournaments yeah I have a Polish flag next to my name right um, that's that is interesting because 
Justin, as you may have detected from his accent, he's Canadian, and I grew up in Australia. And the thing that links the three of us is the Commonwealth. So I guess you can't play Commonwealth games anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, that was kind of one of the things that I had to, when making the switch, basically I had to decide whether to to retire from badminton because um, I wasn't in a situation where I was able to stay in the UK and train because there's just not that setup for me. So yeah, when I when I changed my flag, it was one of the decisions that I had to make. And yeah, so unfortunately, I won't be able to be in Birmingham um, at the Commonwealth Games. But you know, I, I'm really motivated to continue to to play on the world circuit right now. So yeah, I'm just kind of just training, doing well, and just looking ahead to to different things now. I guess. There we go. I'm sure we'll get into that a bit more. Yes, so being a 15-time national champion, what is your pastime? What is my pastime? Well, to be honest with you, I would love to have a lot of free time, but that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, we're training like four to five hours a day, and obviously when I when I do have downtime, it's usually resting and recovering for the next session. Mm-hmm. I also plan and organize everything myself in terms of travel, tournaments, um, organization in terms of hotel flights so i'm literally either playing badminton or i'm organizing where we're going next in the world but i am an avid coffee drinker so Mm, if that means that i can can go to a coffee shop and do those type of things then i'm killing two beards with one stone as we would say ah yes that is the i guess american dream hustle of sitting in a cafe with overpriced coffee and amazing wi-fi exactly Gee. I wish it was amazing Wi-Fi. Right? Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's, it's not my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. That's the inside joke from a previous guest who will not mention, but Justin will understand. Oh, that was absolutely, uh, absolutely brilliant. But anyways, yes. So when you are um, kind of in your downtime and you have your racket with you, is there is there companies that you research for rackets? Like, oh, this is going to be a great racket. So yeah, like I guess the choosing of the rack, well, one, it, it does depend on who your kit sponsor is. So I'm sponsored by a brand called FZ Forza, um, which is a originally a Danish brand. And so because obviously they give me um, sponsorship with kit, then obviously I have to choose one of their rackets to play with. But there is an array of rackets that each company does make. So at the beginning of each season, I'll get sent around... 10 rackets Mm -hmm. to test out because each racket has different weight, different balance, different stiffness, and it does actually make a difference. So right now I'm I'm playing with a racket called Power 976, a slightly heavier in the head racket because I'm an attacking player. So I would like a slightly um, head heavy racket to help me with my attacking shots. So, but it is like a process that you have to do to, to choose what racket you want. Ooh, ooh, please tell me. I want to know this process. It's reminding me of very much anime vibes right now. <laughs> so just like, obviously, we're training every day. So I will be able to pick up a racket sometimes and literally be like, no way, hate it, just by holding it, just mm-hmm. because I can just feel the balance is off. It will take a few sessions to go through the different rackets to play different shots, different style shots to figure out what type of racket works best for me. And then we'll narrow it down. And yeah, then we'll choose the racket. When I was younger, I used to choose a racket based on the color 
to be honest. But unfortunately now, now that I'm a bit older and this obviously is my full-time job, then I have to be a little bit more uh, serious about the choosing of the racket. (laughs) Makes sense. I used to choose my cereal based on color, but now that I'm getting older, I have to watch my weight, so... Yeah, no, I absolutely love cereal and I could live off cereal, so I completely get that. Oh my god, so I'm a huge blueberry fan. Like, it's like it's really bad. I have a shirt, or like a, um, a sweater that says, I love blueberries. Uh, I have blueberry hot sauce, blueberry uh, barbecue sauce. Like, it's nuts. There's a cereal called Mini Wheats and there's a blueberry flavor, and I down that like it's illegal narcotics. When I go to, because uh, I play US Open uh, a few times, and every time I go to the US, I just walk around supermarkets in the US just picking up different cereals to try and stuff in my bag to take home, because you guys over on that side of the water do very good, very good cereal. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Canada, I mean, not so much. We kind of just steal from America every once in a while, but uh, us Canadians are kind of sticking to our maple syrup. One of my very good friends on the badminton circuit is actually Canadian. <gasps> Rachel, yeah. So you guys have the best coffee in Canada. So she'll send me photos, like uh, so many photos of like, hey, Jordan, just get in my coffee. Because I always complain about UK coffee being really bad. But no, you guys get that right for sure. <laughs> Tim Hortons mm. and Kellogg's. Yes. Thanks, you. <laughs> I, I'll, meet, I'll meet you along as the... Nee, you've been late. You don't get to talk. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> As an independent umpire, yeah, you know where I'm going, so that's why you don't like it. Yes. As an independent umpire in the room, if you will, on no. this one, I will meet you along the way, Jordan. I think Canadian coffee is brewed nicely. I'm not sure if it's the final product, what comes in the cup. Jordan, is. do you think we're having a better interview without him? <laughs> I feel like it was better without him. <laughs> Actually, so, Nee, you said you're from Australia, right? Yes. So, actually... You're very, like, I would say protective over your coffee, right? Like, there it's kind go. of, it's kind <laughs> of like a, it's like a, a really huge, like, social thing, right? Like, going out yes. for, like, brunch, yeah, avocado toast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, avo, exactly. avo, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, if, um, if I was from Melbourne, I probably would have eviscerated Justin by now because they, they love their coffee. But yeah, growing up, growing up there, coffee is definitely a thing. I actually would drink coffee just for the, the aspect of holding the cup with everyone else. I'm not that big of a coffee drinker. I prefer tea. But growing up in Oz, badminton was a thing at high school. We had a, a, a big badminton team and they were quite good. And surprise, I'm not surprised, most of the players had Indonesian origins. So yeah. I got to ask, is Indonesia still a powerhouse in world badminton today? Actually, it's quite um, it's quite funny that you two guys, one from Canada, one from Oz, because... The majority of the Australian national team and the Canadian national team are actually of the origin of Asia, um, mm-hmm. whether that be like China, Indonesia, Malaysia. It's heavily influenced, um, especially in your guys' countries, actually. Yeah, in all honesty, the answer is yeah, like the top. There is one or two like anomalies, but most of the top in, in world badminton is from the the Asian nations. I mean, uh, it's like their national sports, basically. Mm-hmm. Most of the Asian, most of the Asian nations, and obviously that usually they have a huge population as well. So they really do like the cream really does rise to the top in, mm. in that scenario. So, and also the Indonesians 
especially, for example, absolutely love their badminton. I went to Bali yeah. to play just before December. We did a two-week tour in, um, in Bali, which was amazing. And um, I was treated like a, a celebrity, whereas obviously in the UK, you know, badminton is is not really on the top of everyone's sporting list, you know, mm-hmm. so... So yeah, so but no, it's quite funny how you guys are both from like two nations that are really heavily influenced and and have really strong teams, but based a lot of like Asian Asian origin. There we go. That's uh, that's how we roll on the Pro Sports Podcast. Is we bring it all together and shout out to our listeners in in Malaysia and also across Asia Pacific. This episode is brought to you by Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Get into your best shape with their comprehensive programs. So sign up now to either their basic package or warrior package with the code PSPKB, all caps, for 15% off. Stay fit this winter with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Now, where else have you played or traveled to in the Asia-Pacific region? So um, I spent a lot of time in India. That's also a huge badminton nation now. And also have been to Thailand, Malaysia, but I would say most recently um, was Indonesia, so. Mm-hmm. I never got to Indonesia. I, I, I went to Brunei, Malaysia, Cambodia, but despite <laughs> Indonesia being right up above Australia, I never got there. Uh, it's still there, though, so I'll, I'll definitely have to check it out. And Justin, you'll have to check it out, too. Uh, yeah, I'll need to. Well, it depends what their status is on coffee. Oh, good coffee there. It's good coffee there. I can recommend. All right. <laughs> can we take Jordan, too? Jordan, you want to come? Yes, please. Let go. You're, you're my hype man, so Big. you have to be there anyway. Sorry, Nia, I'm right. pro sports podcasters for a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Better opportunity came up. Well, I was going to say, if I'm your hype man, I need you to come to my comedy shows and just be the loudest person laughing. No problem. Synergy, bringing it all together. Yes, indeed. So um, since we're on the topic of somewhat cuisine, Jordan, have you ever had a poutine before? I have. All right, I see you. I see you. I have, yes, but not actually in Canada. Sorry, so I don't oh. know if that does that count. I see you uh, less. I see you less. Not, not in sorry. Quebec, no. Not, <laughs> not, not in, in, not in, in Montreal. There's no cinéma. <laughs> <laughs> so I have had one, but I don't. I don't know if you're going to let this slide or not. So in Epcot, in Canada, technically. I have had poutine because in Epcot there is the Canada in in Walt Disney World Florida there is Epcot and there is Canada, so I'm technically in Canada but just in Epcot Canada. But I don't know if you're going to let that slide. What? Sorry, what is Epcot? Yeah, what? <gasps> what? No, Never you don't know it. what Epcot is. Blimey, no. <laughs> so, oh guys, okay, so in in Walt Disney World one of the parks is called Epcot and. It's um, like a big circle and it has loads of different countries around the world. And in that specific area, it sells stuff really specific to that country. And it also will only employ people from that country in in that area to try to make it like authentic. So there'll be like, so there's like Mexico, there is Great Britain, France and all those type of stuff. And then you go around and you can sample different cuisine from those type of areas i recommend guys okay <laughs> that's actually brilliant it's really cool really cool uh mm-hmm. so yeah in that case it was made by canadians in epcot yes exactly i i will i will let that slide but Thank what you. type of putin was it oh it was with 
cheese curds. Is this is that right? Yep. And like a gravy style thing. Uh, gravy. Gonna... Oh, okay. it's actually gravy. <laughs> it is gravy. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was it. I mean, this was a few years ago. That's but a... I enjoyed it. That's good. That is the basics that you need. Well, I'm actually going to Canada um, in September. Ooh. So, yes, I think I'm going to Toronto, actually. So There we go. There you go. Yeah, maybe I can I can put that on my list of things that I need to, to try. Well, I always yeah. say to our guests, if you ever come around to this area, I will personally buy you a Putin. Oh, thank you. I will hold you to that. Please do. Although you hate cats, so I don't know if I'd buy you a big one. Maybe a small. <laughs> Just a small fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now... Would you be down to try a beaver's tail? Um, I mean, I've never really thought about it, but <laughs> uh, on the spot, I think I'm. Uh, I would be up for trying it. Okay. Okay. It has a yeah. bit of a doughy taste to it. Okay. Is it like tough? Is it like chewy or? Uh, so beaver tail is actually a dessert. It's a. Um, oh. Yep. So it's basically where a waffle meets uh, a stretching device and becomes long. It's a long waffle, essentially. I'm gonna now sound really stupid and literally thought that beaver tail was like some type of Canadian cuisine that you actually eat legit beaver tail. That was my intent was to make it sound as such. Okay. You're, you're not stupid. So, I'm just evil. Thank you. <laughs> oh, to be fair, Nee put me up to it. Did I? <laughs> stop, stop putting things on me. Now, Jordan, take us through the badminton tour. I, I guess there are major tournaments and then there's your you're in between tournaments tell our listeners a little bit about that yeah so exactly like you say there there are like the ta- the the top end tournaments and then you have like if i can relate it to for example like golf you have like the masters and then you have just like your your regular tournaments um it's the same in badminton so there are some key ones that a lot of players will want to to make they can range, for example, from like we've spoken about Indonesia, so like Indonesia Open, China Open, the All England, which is a huge tournament on the on the calendar. Those are type of tours. Usually they come in blocks. So usually you will go to, for example, say an Asia tour and you will do like Indonesia Open, China Open, Thailand Open. Or if it comes over to Europe, you will do like All England, Denmark Open, those type of tours. And then you have like the ones below, which are slightly more like niche countries. So, for example, like, I don't know, like, for example, like, uh, Jamaica. And then you have just have like Sweden, France, those type of ones that are slightly uh, lower on the level. But the, but the, the tour is all year. Um, mm-hmm. we don't really have an off season, like a lot of sports. So it's quite a brutal, a brutal calendar for us. Right. So I guess you have your breaks at the airport then. Yeah, literally, like, sometimes we are going five, six, seven months with just non-stop traveling all the time with, like, you know, a week or so break in between. So it's quite it's quite relentless um, in the height of the season, for sure. Mm-hmm. I can see why you like coffee. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> nice, good coffee. <laughs> are there any favorite tournaments or favorite destinations on the tour? For sure, I guess. I've been to some unreal places and maybe some also unreal places, but not in the same, in the same context. Um, so I guess Jamaica does have a special place in my heart because it was where I won my first tournament. I love going to US, US Open, stuff like that. And I also have been able to go to places like Barbados, Cuba. So some really 
cool kind of out there places that I guess I never probably would go if I was just you know a normal guy uh, on the streets so so yeah I've been to some really cool places there we go has there been any place that you've been to where you're just like yeah no um yeah I mean for (laughs) for sure there are some more glamorous places than others I mean before Christmas when I went to Bali because of like the terrible seaward COVID um we were like (laughs) yeah I followed that up quickly with COVID um so we were basically were like in a five-star resort for two weeks like in a in a bubble to try to keep COVID out and that was like absolutely unreal treated like kings and queens I mean I then have to come back and maybe just like you know come back down to earth a little bit and just go to like the the tougher places the not so glamorous like you know you'll maybe something like I went to Uganda which was really beautiful actually more beautiful than I was a little bit worried to go there but you know it's not as glamorous as a five-star um hotel in in Bali and then you just have your European stuff like your Slovakia your Slovenia like those type of places that but you just you just get used to it you get used to kind of yeah just getting in amongst it and and making do and bringing snacks and stuff like that there we go yeah okay on tour. So, have you ever been on tour in Canada? Like, or is Toronto going to be your first time, like your first go around? Yes. So, I've never actually been to Canada before because Canada, Canadian Open and US Open are always back to back. But Canadian Open is the higher ranked tournament. Yeah. So, <laughs> I have, <laughs> so I've only ever been able to get into US Open before and not Canada. But now, because my ranking's in a better place, um, I'm actually able to make it into the 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 Canadian Open which will be exciting and then I will pop on down to to LA after that to play US Open. Damn and where in Toronto is this tournament being held? That's a good question. Is it some type of like Olympic Center in Toronto something like that? I think off the top of my head. Probably the Pan Am um, venue Justin. Oh that's in Scarborough. I think sometimes there's like if you guys like have a stadium, usually we they convert a stadium or something like that into an arena for us. Um, sometimes it's n- it's not even like a like a specific like sports stadium, but they they're able to convert because they fly, for example, like the badminton courts around the world. They're able to like fly in the courts into different places and then kind of make a stadium set up for us out of kind of nothing. So that's a that's a strong flex. Like we brought the tournament to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> Jeez, we built it. Now you'll come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legitimately. <laughs> it may be in Markham. Just to tie a bow on that one, Justin. Oh, okay. Um, now you grew up in Wales. Tell us a little bit about that. So I am from basically the middle of nowhere. So I guess when I travel around, it's a lot easier for me to say I'm from the UK. But obviously, everyone thinks I'm from England, but. Of course, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> um, so I'm from a little town, a little area that's right next to the beach. So I had a really cool upbringing, like a lot of time spent at the beach. And people are really passionate about being Welsh and even more mm-hmm. passionate about not being English no as well. Don't. So, so, um, so yes, <laughs> so uh, people love being Welsh. Like, yeah, I love being Welsh, and uh, we're very protective over that. I think as as a Welsh um, nation. 
As you should, as you should. The the flag of Saint George should fly proudly, and uh, <laughs> and long may that continue. Yeah, I mean, so with the Canadian badminton tournament, I'm still fascinated by this. Is it always in Toronto, or I imagine it goes to Vancouver and like Edmonton and other places? Yeah, so there's different. I think actually last year for the first time there was going to be a different. There was going to be two tournaments in in Canada, but unfortunately because of you know the terrible seaweed, yeah, COVID. yeah, it got moved. But a lot of the time it will be in the same place. But to be honest with you, because of COVID, like we literally don't know. It's whatever works out best for COVID rather than whatever works out best for the tournament. But I'm hoping now that we're out of that situation i would hope so 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 yeah i think it's yeah i think it's in a lot of the time in toronto ah perfect what is some what's some words of advice you'd pass on to young people that want to get into badminton i think it's a really good like sport like for being social because if you can kind of hit it over the net you can kind of start to get a rally together of course it is difficult to like if it's like a, a an intermediate playing a a beginner or a professional playing a beginner then it's a little bit more difficult but I think it's a really good social sport and I think it's a sport that it has a lot of different things involved in it it's not just I don't know for example like running from A to B like there's loads of things to think about so I think it's quite a good mental sport physical sport and yeah I guess but I I guess I'm biased because I kind of have built a career out of it so I'm going to say that, aren't I? But I think it is is—it is quite cool, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's fun from what I remember, and it's easily accessible. You pick up your racket, get into it. You don't have to wear a lot of pads like you would for hockey and other sports. I can't disagree with that. And, yeah, we look forward to seeing you on tour. Hopefully we will get to see you play in Toronto later on in the year. Where Thank can you. we find you on uh, social media? So just at Jordan Jane Hart try to keep it really simple so i'm at jordan jane hart on instagram i'm trying the whole tiktok thing but i think i'm too old for that but you've got to try it seems the way that everything's going right now but yeah i post like about my life and um some i don't take myself too seriously so i post some fun stuff as well and i also will post many things about going to coffee shops as well so even if you don't like badminton <laughs> but you like coffee then please feel free to come my way <laughs> no we can definitely justin's got the protein and i'll tell you some pretty cool coffee spots in toronto so we got you covered when we come out here. there you go thank you just followed you on all socials thank you so much thank you much for that no problem thanks for tuning into the podcast for even more of your favorite sports content be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience, where no sport is left behind.